you know that Keeley Companies is all about fostering the world-class culture through their incredible cultural pillars. Well, it was time to add a seventh cultural pillar, Keeley Green. Guided by the mission to raise the sustainability standards by which they design, build, operate, and live, Keeley Green is dedicated to using a holistic approach to leave a positive impact on our environment, create a future that is sustainable for generations to come. In the words of Rusty Keeley, we are just getting started. You can learn more about that just getting started mentality and all the work they do by visiting my friends at Keeley Companies online at keeleycompanies.com. Welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast with John O'Leary. John is the number one national best-selling author of the book On Fire. He's a world-class inspirational speaker, and he's the host of the Live Inspired Podcast. John interviews extraordinary individuals on their life story so that you can wake up from accidental living and more fully live your life story. Here's your host, John O'Leary. Well, my friends, we are living in a cultural shift as we reframe our perspectives around the purpose of work, what work-life balance actually means, and how to spend our time productively but also meaningfully while we are on this planet. Today's guest is an expert at creating a life that focuses on soaking up the richness of our experiences to make room for actual living them. Jenna Kutcher is a born and raised Minnesota girl. She is a wife, a mother, and an entrepreneur who aims for two things every day. You ready for them? Helping others wake up to a life that is meaningful. And secondly, staying in comfy pants while she does it. She's a creator and she's the host of the top rated Gold Digger podcast. She's helped thousands redefine success and chase bold dreams through her decade long work as a leading online personality and educator. Just a few weeks ago, Jenna's debut book came out, How Are You Really? And it came out as a New York Times bestseller. Today on our Live Inspired podcast, Jenna is going to share what she's learned along the way, the value of experiences over things, the ongoing journey of self-love, and how she protects her most valuable asset, time. If you are looking to truly enjoy being alive and not merely suffering through another day, my friends, this episode is for you. So without further ado, grab your comfy pants, grab something to drink, something to write with, and something to listen closely with as I bring on my friend, and soon to be yours, her name is Jenna Kitcher. Jenna, welcome to Live Inspired with John O'Leary. Oh, John, you do both of those things so well. And so it's just a treat to be with you today. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you're living today. Where, where are you taking the Zoom call from? Yeah, so we are up in northern, northern Minnesota. Um, we have a spot on Lake Superior, which we always say is the saltless sea of the Midwest. And we have this little tiny cabin. It's like a tiny house that's next to the main cabin. And when I saw it the first time, I said, if I ever were to write a book, it would be in a space just like this. And a few years later, my journey unfolded in that way. And so I'm in this very inspiring space to me. So space can inspire. So can people. As you look around, whether it's in this tiny cabin or across Lake Superior, share one person who inspires you today. Oh my gosh, there are so many. So my neighbor that lives right down the road, we're on 20 acres in the woods. So we don't have many neighbors. She is from Brazil 
during the pandemic, she had a baby and we were each other's only support people because of the situation we were in. And so she very much inspires me just because I feel like when they say it takes a village to raise a family, we were each other's village and we got to experience that in a time where a lot of people were isolated. You also experienced that because you had a baby during the pandemic. You yeah. are a mother now of two. Yeah. When you meet someone like this beautiful neighbor 20 acres away and she says to you, Jenna, hmm, what do you do? What do you do? Well, <laughs> That's like the body. hardest question. You know, so I always try to just start with the basics. So I'm the host of the Gold Digger podcast. It's the number one marketing podcast in the country. I am now a New York Times bestselling author of a book called How Are You Really? But when you strip away all of that stuff, I am just a Midwest mom who has this deep desire to help people wake up to their life. Like I am tired of people faking the enjoyment of their life. And I want for people to walk through life, living their truth so boldly that it is contagious in a beautiful way that other people feel inspired to do just that. This drive for you comes from a place where uh, during various parts of your life, you may not have seen it as clearly. Yeah. And in our time today, we don't have hours to unpack your life story. People can, and I encourage them to check out your book, yeah. but there are some inflection points. There are moments in time as you look back on your life that shaped the arc of your life going forward. And to be honest, preparing for today, it was hard for me to narrow it down to just a couple, but I am going to try to narrow it down yes. to just Let's a couple. It. One of them was your father's desire to give you the opportunity either to elevate the lawnmower for the yes. family or to take this radical vacation to the Wisconsin Dells, a place I've been many times. Talk about how we get to choose moments and experiences yeah. rather than things and how that might change our life. We grew up in the country and my dad is an immaculate lawnmower. I think he was so pleased that that line made it into the book because everyone needs to know how great this man's yard is. But growing up as children, he always wanted us to rake up the grass clippings, like leave no blade of grass behind. It had to look good. And I remember battling him saying, dad, we live so far out in the country. Nobody even comes to see our lawn anyways. And he would always laugh. Money was tight growing up. My parents did the very best they could, but we didn't have a lot of excess. My dad worked at a paper mill. My mom was a teacher. So whenever they would save their pennies, we were always faced with options. And this day he gave us this option. We could buy a beggar for the lawnmower, meaning we would never have to rake again, which honestly was really inspiring in the moment, or we could take a family road trip to the Wisconsin Dells. And all of us kids looked at each other and we were like the Dells. And it's really crazy because there are these moments in your life where you can draw a line in the sand and see a very clear before and after point. And when we went to the Dells, we stayed in this dingy motel. Like we drive by it these days. And I'm like, I can't believe we slept on the carpet on the floor in that place, but we did. And they had this little diving board and I had been a gymnast all of my life. And so I started doing flips on the diving board. And I remember my dad looked over at my mom and said, man, she could have a future as a diver. And fast forward over a decade later, I am now going to college, choosing a college based on their diving team. And so much of my life unfolded because we took that opportunity to enjoy the experience instead of getting the thing. And it's just a story I think about a lot in life because we're faced with all of these daily reminders of what everyone else has. And it can often, you know, create these feelings of like, I need that. 
but what I think most of us will crave or miss at the end of our life are the moments. And yeah. so it's a good reminder for all of us to wake up to that. Thank you, Shamrock Motel. That's right. Help, help That's right. Drew and I will drive by and we pulled over a few times to take a picture because I just think so much of my life can be traced to that little tiny diving board. And it's just crazy to think about all those experiences we have in our lives. And a lot of times we're not awake to them. Mm. Well, you named someone there a moment ago. So why don't we unpack it a little bit more? Yeah. Drew, yes. you, you got your education at university yes. and you met this fellow who from everybody's take on Drew and from what you write about him just sounds like an amazing guy. Ignoring physical appearance. We'll come back to that in a moment, Jenna, yeah. but ignoring that he's a yeah. hot dude, fine. Yeah. What was it about his heart that you fell in love with? He is just this goofy guy. Like last night I was laughing because he walked down the stairs in one of my sweatshirts that said namaste in bed. And he just stole my sweatshirt. I'm like, dude. Um, but he has like the sweetest soul. Um, he has this depth about him that is surprising because that man can talk about the sports and weather like to no end, but underneath all of that is just this deep depth. And he is the most incredible dad in the world right now. He's with our two daughters and he's a stay at home dad. And anyone that's a stay at home parent, I bow down because that is the hardest, most un, you know, consciously challenging job. And so, yeah, he's, he's the man. He is the man. And we'll, we'll come back to that in a moment. But before we do, we have to go to uh, one of my wife's and many of her friends' favorite stores. It is called yes. Target. Yes. In French, some of us call Target, Target here in the boutique. <laughs> worked at that little boutique for a while. To I did. Talk about, about climbing the ladder and ultimately yeah. a conversation that began to shift your perspective on what, what mattered more. Yeah. So being from Minnesota, Target's headquarters are in, in Minnesota. And so Target is the creme de la creme of oh. positions and um, getting out of college. I did an internship with target and then was given an awesome job opportunity. But what I envisioned as an executive leader ended up really being somebody that was bringing the garbage out to the dumpster at the end of the night, locking the store up and I was being on call. And it was, you know, one of those things, because I have always worked really hard. Like I paid my way through college. I had multiple jobs. I was a limousine cleaner, a forklift driver. I worked in a pro shop and had never golfed a day in my life. And so I was never afraid of hard work, but I think that I hit this point where I was like, is this it for the rest of my life? Like, is this it? And that moment was when my boss handed me my five-year plan and she was excited about it. She thought she was doing me a favor, planning my life for me. But it was this moment of like, I don't know exactly what I want, but I know that I don't want someone to plan my life for me. It was just also this moment too, where there was this opportunity to make more money, but I recognized right away that I had to work more. And it just, this, the scales had been tipped. Like it just didn't mean more to me. And so I remember I went back to my office and at the time I was planning my wedding to Drew. And I saw this picture of him on my desk and I thought to myself, do I want to spend my life looking at this picture of the person I love on my desk while I'm working away in a windowless office, or is there something different? And I didn't even know what it was, but I just knew what I didn't want. And so it ended up becoming a $300 camera on Craigslist that unlocked this world of entrepreneurship. I was a first generation entrepreneur and it just really like heightened this desire of like, I can take control of parts of my life 
and I want to run. Like I want to bet on myself if I'm going to make a bet. You make a bet and the bet pays off and you begin seeing the revenue grow, the profitability of the business grow. And then I think you have this really cool experience that we need to learn from where you hit the goal. Yeah. And I don't even think the number of it, like it's a yeah. real big financial goal. You make yeah. it. And in that achievement, you don't find the success and the joy that you anticipated. Just mm -hmm. talk about that. Yeah. The goal was six figures because my parents had never earned it. And I just, there was just this part of me that it felt elusive. Like for a lot of people, it's a million, but for me, it was six figures. And I remember the day I hit it, I took a shower with the same herbal essence shampoo and I was like, where are the angels? Who is bringing me those gold cellophane balloons that everyone on Instagram has? Like, where is it? Like, where's the pomp and circumstance that's supposed to make this all worth it? And I remember I was in the shower and I just had this check-in with myself of like, I thought this would feel different. Right. I thought this would be different. I thought my life would be suddenly different. And it really woke me up. And I will say, John, that like, since that moment happened, it, absolutely transformed how I set goals. I run a podcast called the gold digger podcast. I love goals, but now I want goals that will feel good. That don't just look good or sound good, but like goals that feel good. That's how I know when I'm in alignment. And so it was really interesting because the day after I hit six figures, I told my husband screw six figures. I was happier when I made $50,000 a year. Let's go back. Let's go back to that because my time is precious. My time is my currency, this currency, this money thing, it didn't fulfill me. Let's go back. And when I actually did that, it unlocked a whole new life for me in so many ways, but it also just woke me up to the fact that time is this like non-renewable resource that we have to like covet and spend so carefully. Mm. You take a step back and then you launch forward from six figures to seven figures. It's an amazing story but it's not really the story that I'm interested in today. And candidly, I don't think it's a story that many of our listeners are into. Nope. We ultimately want to figure out how we live better, more successful, significant, impactful, joyful lives. You're living a pretty doggone good life. You take a picture of you and Drew. I believe you're in Hawaii when you yeah. do this and you post it. Yeah. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. You post it. And this maybe more than anything else before that moment is going to change the trajectory of your life. Would you talk about where you were, talk about the picture yeah. Yeah. and talk about what happened afterwards? Yeah. So for anyone listening, um, we've kind of hinted at it, but my husband is ripped. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, John. He and I um, work out together is what we're going to say together. Okay? Yes. Drew and yes. I are workout buddies. We That's both right. Basically, you guys look like one another. You share that character. He, he has always loved um, working out and fitness. It's his passion. I'm a curvy girl. And when I say curvy, I am an average size girl. Like anyone, I feel like sometimes people listen to podcasts like this and then they Google me and they're like, oh, she's normal. I'm a very normal woman. We had been in Hawaii and we spend a lot of time in Hawaii. We have a condo there. Someone had sent me a DM and a lot of times things don't get under my skin, but this time it was about my deepest insecurity. I know, you know what I'm talking about, John, when there is a belief that you hold that you think everyone is thinking. And if somebody called that to light or if somebody brings that to light, it just almost unearths this unease in you. And this person said to me, they said, how did a girl like you manage to land a guy like that? 
And I remember I was reading it sitting right next to him in the car and I quickly like deleted it. Like I just, I felt like so vulnerable. It felt like the spotlight was on me. And I was like, of course, everyone is thinking that I've thought that my whole life. Like, of course the world is thinking that. And now somebody just put words to it. I sat with it for a little while. And a few days later I posted a picture and it ended up going viral, but in the picture, it just said, you know, someone said this to me and here's my response. And at this stage of our life, we had been married for many years. We had suffered miscarriages. We were in this season of like deeply desiring to become parents, but it wasn't happening. I had built this business. I like all of these things had happened and it was so much more than our bodies, right? It was like that judging a book by its cover. And honestly, the night that I posted it, I was at a girl's night with some of my best friends and I threw it up while I was in the car, dropped my phone in my bag and went inside to the pub in Wisconsin and had some cheese curds. The next day I wake up and like, it was everywhere. It was People Magazine, Yahoo. We were getting calls from Ellen DeGeneres show, like all of these different things. And it was fascinating to me because I was like, how is this a news story? Like, what is this? It was a really interesting awakening in the sense of like, what the world believes to be matches, what the world believes about the way people look. And it really inspired me to dig deeper into this journey of self-confidence because one of the things that I've learned, and I know you've learned this too in your own personal journey, John, is that a lot of times the things that we want to keep hidden, the things that we want to keep covered, the things that we bury deep, those are the things that will unlock this ability to inspire and connect people. And when I finally gave words to what I had felt my entire life, people were like, I thought I was the only one. I, I thought this was just me. I've struggled with this my whole life. And it did. You mentioned this, it unlocked this deep desire and ability to connect on a level that wasn't possible when I was in hiding. Mm. Man, it's so deep. We could go in a million different directions from Ellen to shares, right. everything else that was part of that moment. But for me, it's difficult enough to love yourself in the shadows of your own house, you know, in a little cabin off Lake Superior. Gosh, it's extraordinarily difficult to do that well when others are looking in. And as you are taking that picture on the beach next to your hot, awesome, beautiful, loving husband, it is now being shared with those who don't know you or really care for you at all. And now you've still got to figure out how do I love myself while others are judging me? How, how do you, not only you, Jenna, but how do we dance with both of those? How do we begin to fully embrace and celebrate the reflection in the mirror and dance with the comments coming in from outside of our own house, whether that's yeah. you, a huge following now online, yeah. but also neighbors, whether they're from Brazil or beyond. Yeah. You know, it's so wild. I have learned how to be a thought shepherd. And what I mean by that is to be really gentle, but to be aware of my thoughts and the narratives in my brain. And right now there's this big self-love movement, which is so amazing. Like, I'm like, I get to raise daughters in a world that is like fighting for them to love themselves. But at the same point, a lot of times self-love is painted as this destination when really it is a daily and sometimes hourly or even by the minute decision to love yourself. And what does that look like? And what does that mean? And for me, when I say I have to be a thought shepherd, I still have those thoughts that pop in like, oh, look at your stretch marks or 
gosh, I thought you would bounce back faster after having a baby or, you know, all of these things that just pop into my brain. And I have to literally just be aware and course correct and guide them back home. Your body grew a miracle. Like you are taking care of your own life and sustaining another, like your legs. Yes. They have cellulite. They've carried you up mountains. Like, and it's literally just this like gentle redirection. And something that really opened my eyes was becoming a mom and looking at my children and just being like, you are so perfect. Right? Like I was inspecting my little one's hair on her little knuckles. And I was just like, each piece was just put there purposefully. And I realized that a lot of times when we struggle to love ourselves, it's almost like we're saying to God or whatever we believe our creator is like, why did you mess up on me? And when you put it into that realm, if my children who I believe are just perfect and fearfully and wonderfully made, if they said to me, mom, you messed up on me. Why did you mess up on me? That would be like crushing an artist with their greatest masterpiece. And so when I kind of had it through the lens of like, what do I want my daughters to be true for them? But that same message has to be reflected for me. The same is true for me. They are a miracle. I am a miracle. It totally transformed the way that I think about my body, the way that I speak about my body and the way that I show up in the world. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for instructing your little ones around that truth. It's, It's hugely important. I have a whole bunch of quotes that I've, heard you share, whether it's in speeches or talks that you've given or interviews that you've done or the book that you wrote that I was going to ask you about today, but I think I'm just going to stay on just one of them because this this is awesome. This is like the bumper sticker we should all put up somewhere, either on our car or up on our offices. (laughs) Every dream will cost you something, but remember, you aren't the risk. You are the investment. Yes. Tell me what that means. Oh my gosh. I love that line so much. You know, a lot of times we're walking through life, waiting for people to bet on us and we're not willing to bet on ourselves. And I mentioned it earlier when I decided to leave the nine to five and the safety and the security of that, I knew that if I was willing to bet on myself, that I wanted to make sure that I was betting right. And I think a lot of us look around and we invest in all these things that we think will make us happy, but we're the last ones that we pour into. They always say like, you can't pour from an empty cup. And what I think is happening is the world is walking around feeling like ashes and forgetting that, like in order to start that fire again in your own life, you just need one ember and the right investments, the right wind, the right breath to get that fire going again. And for me, when I think about investing in myself, I always think about how like learning a new skill or taking that leap of faith, like you take what you learn with you. It's this compounding investment. And so when we look at what does it look like to invest in ourselves, to invest in our dreams, I think it looks like coming fully alive to ourselves, but also saying, here's where I want to go. And here's what I'm willing to do, whether it's spending time, money, energy, you know, whether it's just speaking your dream out loud to someone else. And it breaks my heart because I think a lot of people watch others achieve their dreams and think, man, they're so lucky or they got their big break, but behind all of the successful people was that risk and taking it anyways and seeing it worthy of the investment and worthy of the chance that they might fail or they might fall down or it might be wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I want your listeners to know today, like if you want to live a more inspired life, if you want to be someone that makes a bigger impact, you have to see yourself in your life as the investment. It's not risky to bet on yourself. You the things that have carried you to this point are the things that will carry you forward. 
And so I want people to remember that. You used a word in that wonderful response three different times, worthy, worthy, worthy. For those of us today who don't feel worthy, not only are the goals ahead not worthy, but right now the life I have doesn't feel very worthy. What's one thing we can do to be reminded indeed that we are? Ask somebody that you love to speak into your life. I think we don't do that enough. A lot of times we move through life in isolation or we sit with feelings and we feel like we're alone in them. There are people in your life today that love you so deeply, that see you in the way that you should see yourself. And I think there's something beautiful when you ask someone, what do you see in me? Or what is something that you would love to learn from me? Or what is something I'm really good at and I don't even realize it? And I feel like we have this desire for depth, but we're not willing to go there. And so what would it look like to invite that in? Because your worthiness is already there. It already exists, but sometimes we need those people who love us to remind us of that. And so I just always think of starting with the people who love you because they are going to give you the words and the language and the narrative that you likely need to adopt into your own life. That is so great. One of the things we do for all of our kids for their birthday is we celebrate what we love most about that child. And we do it also for my kids, mom, and also for my children's dad. That's me. And it's so surprising to hear from those who love you most what they love, because sometimes we forget that. Yes. Jenna, we we have seven questions that we ask every one of our guests. It's called the Live Inspired Seven. They're seven rapid fire questions as we wrap up our podcast together. The very first question for you, my friend, is what has been the most impactful or the most inspirational book you've ever read? Oh my goodness. I will have to say, for me, it was Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And it gave me this deep idea of understanding that it is okay to like take what serves you and let the rest go. And that ideas have energy. And so when an idea pops in and I'm not ready for it, I just let it go. (laughs) What's one positive characteristic or one trait that you possessed as a little girl growing up in Northern Minnesota that you wish you exhibited as brilliantly today? Oh, I mean, confidence, because I look at my three-year-old daughter and she runs around with very little clothing on and dances like nobody's watching. And I have confidence, but I often want to channel that three-year-old confidence. If you had a fire and all living things, your daughters, Drew, animals, everybody's out and you have an opportunity to run back in and grab one item, what's the one thing you would grab? I'd grab my, um, my memory cards with all my photos on them. (laughs) If you could sit on a bench on a gorgeous day, looking out at Lake Superior and have a long conversation with anybody living or deceased, who do you want to be seated next to? Mm, My grandma who passed away. What do you wish you would have told her? I don't feel like I missed anything of telling her, which I'm grateful for, but I wish that she could just speak into my life with her wisdom today. I feel like she does through little God winks though. What's the best advice your grandma or anybody else has ever given you? Don't take crap from anyone. (laughs) She was spicy. (laughs) I like her already. I want to be on that bench too. I'll be taking (laughs) it. What what advice, if you could go back in time, just a couple of years to age 20, what would you whisper into your ears back then? Trust the path and let it unfold. Jenna Kutcher, it has been said that all great people and authors and moms and spouses and leaders and servants in life can have their lives summed up in one sentence. 
how would you like your one sentence to read? Mm. She lived fully and made a difference. Jenna, thank you for living fully. Thank you for making a difference. And thank you for joining us on the Live Inspired Podcast. Thank you for having me. This was seriously a delight. I'm so excited. My friends, it was such a joy having a few moments of time with Jenna in the midst of her debut book, How Are You Really? It launched just a couple of weeks ago and it climbed to the New York Times bestselling list. That's an incredible accomplishment especially when you understand her perspective on time. If you missed it, here's something she said during our conversation. Time is currency. Time is a non-renewable resource we have to covet and spend so carefully. That quote reminded me of one from Judith Sholovitz. You may remember that name. I quoted her several times in another best-selling book called In Awe. I'm sure you've all read that one, people. Judith Sholovitz, in addition to being quoted in our book, is also a guest on our Live Inspired podcast. We had her in April 2019 as a society. We put such an emphasis on work and being busy, so we brought her on to have a conversation about the importance of slowing down, of Sabbath. What Sabbath is and what it means in all of our lives, regardless of our faith background and the challenge to build pause into all of our weeks, to nourish our communities, and to be reminded that we are so much more than what we do. All of that came out during our conversation with Judith. If you want to hear more about that conversation and what it means to you, check out JohnO'LearyInspires.com forward slash podcast. We had her back on episode 140, or you can just check it out right now by going to JohnO'LearyInspires.com forward slash podcast. My friends, I want to thank you for making time for us today. I want to thank you for being part of our Live Inspired podcast community. And I want to thank you for believing, like I do, that the headwind may be real, but the foundation is strong. You are worthy. Your time and your life are gifts. And the best is yet to come. So for this time and until next time, this is John O'Leary. Today is your day. Live Inspired. Kelly Companies, it is no secret that they believe in the power of people. In an effort to help their Keelians get to know each other a little bit better, they decided to launch the Who Do You Know campaign. The goal was simple. Keelians were encouraged to have a conversation with someone outside of their circle. That's it. These conversations, however, have brought people together and farthered their world-class culture. Shout out to the Keelians who have made an effort to have meaningful conversations with new friends. You can learn more about those conversations, about those amazing friends, by visiting them online at keelycompanies.com.